What's up, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of Stream of Thought. On this episode, number seven, we talk a little bit about this over, over this weekend, a run-in that I had with the police, of all people. And then we transition a little bit on what that means about partying and a life of sobriety and the difference between those two. We also talk about the philosophy of life. Why are we here? What are we doing? Where do we come from? What is this earth plane that we are on? And then we finish things up with a dash of politics. So on this episode of Stream of Thought, we hope you enjoy. So I ended up uh, going downtown Chicago this weekend for the first time. I haven't been downtown Chicago in quite some time. What did you go downtown for? Uh, a couple of friends were in from... Oh, uh, yeah. Per- yeah, per- okay. per- yeah, I remember you telling me that. And we we were planning on going to Navy Pier. Turns out that it was Pride Weekend, though. Yeah. And, uh, sorry, I can tell you're distracted right now. <laughs> yeah, I know. I keep looking back because I... I don't know why. Um, is this is the sound too loud again? Do you think it's? I don't know. But you're the one who's always wanted to watch the uh, wavelengths go bouncing off the walls. So I mean, it looks fine to me right now. Continue. Are you gonna? Are you? Are you focused once again? I'm focused. Yeah. All right. So you're down. Yeah. So anyway, went the went Pride Parade. Pride Parade. So we ended up just hanging out at a bar and getting a couple drinks and. I. What is that? I don't know. I heard. I heard a noise. Oh, it's probably feedback from your headphones. I'm sure uh, it is. No, they're not on. I thought it was like some weird thing. It sounded like it was like the computer like creaking the desktop. What I love more is that you insist that we keep these technical difficulties keep it. part of so, our programming, uh, which is like a re- weekly reoccurrence. We need to come up with a segment name Pride, for this. Per, Pride Parade. <laughs> Should be called the technical difficulty segment. Yeah. So, yeah, it's crowded, <laughs> crowded, right? It, it was crazy. Crowded AF. I mean, it, but we, we were far enough away that it wasn't that big of a deal. So anyway, it was, it was a great night. Made my week. I ended up going back on the 1240 train, so I got in at like 1.30 in right. the morning. You were just there for one night or two nights? I was there for like six hours. Okay. I went in after dinner. Got it. Okay. We had something there and uh, had a couple of drinks, went back. I I wasn't really, by the time I got back, I was feeling fine. I, I wasn't tipsy or anything like that. But I rode my bike to the train station, right? Right. Because I didn't want to have to rely on a ride getting back. Yeah. And my main concern was that someone would try and fuck with my bike in <laughs> Glen Ellen. I mean, it's, dude, it's Glen Ellen. You never know, know with these kids. What they're gonna try and do? They've done. I don't trust kids in Glen Ellen because I feel like you're the kind of person who'd see a bike late at night and be like, "I wouldn't screw around with it." Pop a tire or something like that. No, because that's would funny. I do that because you play mailbox baseball. No, I never did that. You, I never. You never did, you, wait, you never did that. I never did that. I was ne- and it was trash can commandos, and I was not a part. Trash can commandos. I was. Not, I wasn't rolling with the crew when that was going <laughs> okay. on. Yeah, um, but I think that you just have this paranoia that people would screw around with your stuff just because of, um, just because of, the, the legitimate concern of kids these days, having no respect for 
property. I think it's just because I think it's just because Robert's your brother and you always had to deal with shit growing up. Maybe. But anyway, I get back, I see the bike's fine. I'm like, cool, alright. So I start biking home, and this is where the interesting thing happens. I I get to five corners, so I'm four five blocks away for five corners. And I turn on to St. Charles and I start pedaling down. Suddenly, cop lights turn on behind me, like directly behind me. There's no cars or anything like that. It's yeah. just me. I'm like, well, that's odd. Yeah. And so I keep biking. And then the car, the cop car, pulls up beside me and starts going. I'm just like, like, what is going on right now? Yeah. I uh, get off my bike. And he, the the cop comes over. He's like, you know, you were riding your bike without a light on it. And uh, oh, gl- that's such a Glen Ellen. Cop I'm gonna, thing I'm to gonna do. have to give you a warning. That is such a Glen Ellen cop thing to do. And so he's like, Dude, I'm just like, and I don't tell him that I'm coming from the train station for whatever reason. I don't know why. I just said I, I'm coming from Seven Eleven, which is right down the street yeah. anyway. I, I got a pack of cigarettes or something. Your like business that. where you're and, coming from, and and that's that's the thing. He's like, where are you where are you coming from, like kind of thing. But at now that point in time, business. and see, I was not. I was just tired. I wanted to get home. I was literally... Yeah, you're five seconds away from my house. 500 feet yeah. away from my house. And I'm like, my house is right there. It's like, oh, well, I'm still going to have to give you a warning. And I'm just like, okay. It's like, do you have your ID with you? I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? Right, Are yeah. we really going to go through this right now? I'm just like, okay, fuck it. I'm just riding my bike right now. I just... I'm not. I'm not in the mood to put up an argument or like get out my phone and start recording this fucking thing. Cause <laughs> yeah, right. Because you might end up dead. We're on a county road. <laughs> we're on a county road, so they have no jurisdiction anyway. Yeah. So they're pulling me over on a road that on my bike, and I'm not. I'm not like swerving or anything like that. I'm just yeah. literally biking home, and uh, and so he's like, "Oh, can you pull pull your bike in front of the the cop car?" And so put your hands on the hood, please. So I'm just like, are you fucking... No, he didn't say that. I'm just like, okay, whatever. And they're redoing the road, too, so it's all... The road is all torn up. Yeah. I'm just like, gotta bring my bike in front of the car. And so I'm literally standing by my bike for about ten minutes while he's in the car. And I'm just like, what are you doing right what now? fucker. Yeah. And so he comes back and gives me the, the warning, the, the warning thing that has, like, all my identification on it and stuff like that. And I'm And he's like... Well, in the future, make sure that you have a, a light on your bike. And I'm cool. just like, in the future, make sure you don't waste other people's time with dumb shit. And he had also said something, too, about, uh, he had some, you know, ki- kids around here causing trouble. We just want to, I'm just, like, you have absolutely no, you have up. no cause, you have no cause to pull me over on my bike. There, yeah. there was no cause. I mean, the whole, the whole light thing, that, I mean, that's about as bullshit as you can get. As a reason, to that's like when I was with that's Bill. That's like you're looking for. That's a like reason. when I was with Bill, and we were in his dad's. We can, we can we, probably turn the volume down. We were in his. Um, really? Because I you wanted it up just a I smidge. mean, I think it's going to be fine, but we can knock them both down. And Rick is never down. satisfied with anything. Whatever. Anyway, so. You were saying. So if this ends up, if this sounds faulty, remember this is on you. Um, right, but I was going to say, this is like when, uh, I was, this was, I don't know when, this was maybe like 2009 or something like that. I was with Bill and we were in his dad's Porsche and, um, we're coming up on my street and Bill wanted to whip it around the, the corner. And so I think he like, uh, he like popped it in second gear and whipped it around the corner, but it jumped. So it's a T intersection and we're turning left onto the, onto the T. Mm-hmm. 
And so he turns the wheel and <laughs> he jumps the the curb. Mm. It, the car good, goes onto the parkway for a few minutes or yeah. a few seconds and then comes back on. And, like, one of my neighbors saw... I don't know who this woman is, but she was standing in front of some house that's down the street from where I live. And he just... Uh, hit the gas and just drove down the street because he was like he was embarrassed mm-hmm. and then I think later I go to his house or like his mom calls him or something like that that woman had called the police on him and they issued him a ticket for screeching his tires and I went with him to court to be like this is bullshit mm-hmm. and we were there for he, he was about to explain himself and the judge is like nope done alright we're good Literally stood up in front of the judge for about five seconds before they just completely threw away the ticket. But it's like, that's not even a quote-unquote law or a code. Screeching tire. like My cousin you... got ticketed for screeching his tires really? in front of a grocery store. And he was just pulling into the grocery store and the cop pulled him. I mean, I don't, I wasn't there. It could have been, He could have actually been screeching. But like, he got the citation yeah. for screeching his tires, went to court, and they still gave it to him. It's like, well, it's your word against the Yeah, dude, if you don't know your rights, you don't have any rights. Knowledge is power. It's such bullshit that they do dumb shit like that. But it's it's just like, it's so representative of the sort of the bullshit thing that, I don't know. I mean, I don't know. What what are your thoughts on what what I experienced, on on my story, on what I Oh, on your story? Yeah. Good. I'm happy you pulled the reins there because if, if I you know we didn't want to, we were going to go on spend a the next few hours of me just tangent. fucking venting on and my problems with everybody and everything regarding everything. Um, yeah. Uh, now I'll, I'll say too, the cop's demeanor. He was fine. He was professional. He wasn't antagonistic. He wasn't just like you know. He wasn't being an asshole or anything like that. Aside from the fact that he was, he was bored. He was bored. Basically, he was bored, and you know he ended up something uh, afterwards. And then afterwards, too, as we were departing, because I was, I also, because he had mentioned kids causing troubles in the area, and I'm like, well, there are kids literally next door at one in the morning playing on that lot. That's not they're trespassing. They're high school kids yeah. playing soccer and trespassing on on the lawn at one in the morning. It's really kind of annoying if you got to get up at five thirty six in yeah. the morning to to be awoken to screeching children. Yeah. And so I said, here's, here's, here's the part too that kind of gets a little weird is I said, well, I know that, I know that this is a County road and that there are houses that are part of Glen Ellen, like my house down the road is in Glen Ellen. So is the lot next to it, but we have kids that are playing on the lot. Should we be calling you? But I know it's a County road, but the lot is in Glen Ellen. Should we be calling? And he's like, no, I, I don't think we can do anything. You'll have to call DuPage about DuPage that. say, no, we can't do anything. No. you got to call Glen Ellen. Do you just realize what he just said, though? He said, we can't do anything about it because it's on St. Charles, which is a county road. And here he's pulling me over and giving me a ticket for riding without a light on my bicycle on St. Charles Road. Did you have re- reflectors? Yeah, I had reflectors. It was it was a car ticket too. It, yeah. it was it was like I, I don't know if there's a distinction. I would have been more. I I can I give my two cents. Yes, go for it. Not that you did. Not that there's anything that you should have or should not have done. You were compliant, which is totally your thing to be compliant. Not my style exactly. Yeah, I would have been. I would have been confrontational. I would have, I would have been like 
I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't swear or, or attack him in any way, but in a professional manner, I've been like, what the fuck are you doing? Like, we're, we're, you can't fool me. I'm not a teenager. Like, why, like, this is not, you can't do this. We both know that. You're bored is what it is. And I'd like, I'd play straight shooter with him mm-hmm. and see what happens. He'd probably what, do some what? shit like... Okay, so in what scenario could something possibly good come out of you responding in that way? Name, name one positive scenario outcome that would be better than acting compliant. Would he be like, oh, yeah, chum, you know, you're talking back to me. I love this. We're back and forth, you know, like, it's cool. Dude, I don't want people push me around. I don't care what the outcome would be. Like, you're not going to fuck with me. Well, that's idiotic, then. Why wouldn't you think, why wouldn't you think about the outcome? That's, I mean, you can do, you can, like, I didn't like say right now, I was going to, I didn't say I was going to insult him. Like here speaking about, like, I'm telling you the speech I'm giving you right now yeah. is what would be playing in my head. Oh, that's what was playing in my mind too. But I wouldn't obviously. be, I wouldn't be saying that to him. Okay. Well then what would you be, what, how would you, how would you interact with him? Any, would you interact with him any, like any different than I did? No. Okay. But I would call to the, I would call to his, instead of just nodding my head yes, I would call to his attention the ridiculousness of why it is that he's pulling over a bicycle. Yeah, and yeah. And I would make him admit, and I would make him admit to me, yes, you're correct, and somehow manipulate the situation in a way where he would admit, like, yeah, I'm doing this because I'm bored. Yeah. And, and see, that, I think, I think a lot of people might take that perspective as well. So, I mean, I understand that. But for me, I still don't see a good outcome because the cop is not going to admit that he's wrong. I mean, in, in, no, in no outcome could I possibly see him, no matter how persuasive my argument, could I ever see a cop admitting that he was wrong. I mean, if he wants to play that game, then you can just... Then you can just reply by being like, this is straight... Like, then just... I mean, well, what's the best case scenario? He gets annoyed and he actually gives you a ticket. For what? Being an asshole? I don't think that's against R- the Riding law. a bike without a light. And then even if it gets dismissed, you still got to go to effing court for no, it. Just take off time. Or something. Have him do oh, yeah. Him. Then you have to hire a lawyer because that's so much cheaper. I have for a, one. For a freaking traffic light. I just pay 26 bucks a month for anything that I have. Any oh, so, so for you, it's just like act the crazy fool and see what happens. No. no. Suffer the consequences later. No. No. Yeah, I... So I mean, just power, man. Oh, no, absolutely. And I think it's very important that people know their rights. Like, I knew that that was a comedy road. you want to bet when they go to their academy or whatever police force they join, like, they... They're told... Like, it's... Like, say, even an example for, like, parking tickets or something. Yeah. Like, reaching quotas, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. moving violations. Now, people aren't going to know their rights, so don't, you know... Don't be afraid to write a few that really aren't 100% warranted. Yeah. It's a racket, dude. Well, and then you think about all the people who are actually getting away with bullshit. Like speeding, like on the expressway. People zipping in and out of cars. It oh, feels yeah. like those those people are never getting caught because there's an endless supply I got a, of them. I got a ticket for speeding, which I was totally guilty of it. Uh, my friend's dad was like, Victor... Uh, you never want to be the fastest car on the highway. Wise words. And I then I and then I, I was like, oh my gosh, you're 100 percent right. And then I tra- and then later I, I adapted that to like when you're at a party, 
you can get drunk. <laughs> just never you be You never want to be the drunkest guy at the party. I love that. You I know? love. I love <laughs> that adaptation. Coming in second scenario. place in any yeah. scenario yeah. is exactly where you want to be, unless you're running a race. <laughs> it's exactly. Well, like, I don't know if that's exactly. I don't know if that's exactly. You know, where you're on the highway. Don't be the fastest car. You be the second fastest. Because I mean, don't look, be the fastest. Look at those American Idol runners up. Second place can also be remembered. Yeah, at, the, at those parties, man. Second drunkest. Um, I'd, I'd caution. I mean, maybe I would third. Say maybe third. Under, maybe third. I would drunkest. say like fly under the radar. Like be you can like be really messed up, but like don't let your physical actions or speech give it away. Yeah, go you in because you can go in with can, a certain expectation of self restraint. Yeah, reach cruising altitude is what I always say. Cruising yeah. altitude. Reach cruising altitude. <laughs> just slightly before comatose. <laughs> you know. You're just cruising, reach till, cruising out until you're gone. You never want to like just ascend and spiral out of control and crash and that's burn. What the, that's what those Everclear Jello shots are for, man. Jello I, shots I never got. Like I, I mean, it was fun, but you can and you can kind of taste the alcohol in it. But it's like I'd really just rather have regular Jello. Yeah, if I'm going to be eating Jello. Have you ever had fruit soaked in alcohol? I have. You know, what do you think? Disgusting. Yeah, I'd rather just it's have regular gross. fruit. It's, you know? I mean, you can't... It ruins the fruit. It, 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 it really does. And the same... I feel the same way about um, alcohol in, like, Sprite or Coca-Cola. Yeah. It's like, I really just prefer to just drink regular Coca-Cola or Sprite. Yeah. And not mix alcohol in it, because now this is ruined, and well, I'm having to go out of my way to consume the rest of this drink. I mean, you, you think about it, and it's... It's like you're drinking, instead of drinking fruit-flavored alcohol, you're drinking alcohol-flavored fruit, which, if you think about it, is pretty effing disgusting, because most alcohol is gross. So, if, you know, if people look at it that way. Uh, speaking of alcohol, I'm about, I'm four days away, four or five days, five days away from completing six whole months of just not drinking just for the sake of just seeing if I could do it. That's awesome. Yeah. How's it been? How's that journey It's been, been? easy. It's been easy because, uh, A, I'm not an alcoholic, and B, um, it's just, like, not, it's not, like, for me, like, oh, it's the weekend, I gotta have a drink. Yeah. Like, nor am I, have, do I have behavior that would be, like, be in the direction of having problems with alcohol. I just don't, like, dr- I like drinking, but it's not, like, my go-to thing of something to do. Mm-hmm. Like, when I'm eating... I would prefer not to drink alcohol with my meal because if I if I'm drinking a beer and then my food arrives, yeah, and I'm and I'm drinking my beer and then I eat, having the aftertaste of the beer like ruins the flavor of the food. Mm-hmm. Likewise, when I'm eating food and then I drink a beer, like it doesn't cleanse. Like I just prefer water because yeah. it cleanses the palate, or even like Coca Cola because it's refreshing. But like, or. But most of I'm thinking of, like, beer with food, I just will wait until I'm finished with my food to continue drinking my beer. Wine with pasta, though? Oh, gotta love that. Wine Oh, yeah. Wine with, wine well. with pasta. I mean, I think that beer beer with burgers or, like, red meat yes. is is a good pair if you're going to do alcohol and food. I think it's because me, I don't drink... It's, like, wine, wine and pasta, beer and red meat. I think it's because I always drink for the most part, craft beers, and that's something, in my opinion, you just have to have it stand alone and just drink that by itself. Yeah. 
Whereas domestic beer like Bud Light or Miller Light or some other dumb shit, it's much lighter, mm-hmm. and so it goes down easier, and you can drink it more easily with food. Yeah. Can I just point out, in observation, that you had to qualify this story by saying that you're not an alcoholic like three times? <laughs> <laughs> not that I not, I don't have a problem with drinking <laughs> and it's not because I'm a, an because alcoholic. because when I say when people ask me like or when I tell people like oh I'm not I'm just not drinking for six months they're like oh that's good good for you they give me this look like this patronizing look oh I'm just like you idiot interesting like I'm just doing this for me like there's no I'm just you doing think there's this some discrimination dis- in there they're like oh Against That's so great of you to do. I'm just like people who are who, who choose to be abstinent without having to have a problem. Yeah, I don't. That know. there's some judgment there. That you can't. You can, it's like you can't choose voluntarily to give up something. Yeah, yourself right? without without it being a problem. Yeah, it's like the only time you're going to be giving up something is if it's become a problem. Yeah, and it's like for you. No, I mean you, you. I've never known you to have an issue with overindulging. Or being unable to stop overindulging. Maybe putting it that way. Small doses. Yeah. Every, yeah, everything I just did it just to... Well, because a few years ago, I did three months. Just if What happened was, I was like, I just want a goal. I want to set a goal, and I want to meet that goal. That's really what happened. Yeah. And I did three months. And it was it felt good. There were, like, a couple times it was really hot. I was like, I really want to be right now. One of which was, like, I just made the decision to go out on St. Patrick's Day. That was stupid. But I didn't break. And then I was like, oh, and then the next year I would do six months. I did like a month, and then I was drinking again. Yeah. So I was like picking up from where I left off a few years ago. Um, but what happened was I was, I think it's because like I was, I was just like tired of alcohol because I was drinking wine around Thanksgiving, and then it was like Christmas around the corner. Let's just drink some more wine, have yeah. some beer, and yeah. be jolly. Always an excuse. And merry. And then by New Year's Eve. I went out downtown, and I didn't even want to go out, but I just went out anyway to hang out with Drew and some of his friends. Yeah. And I had, like, a few drinks. I had, like, a couple beers and a couple glasses of champagne. I'm like, I don't even feel, like, any buzz right now. I'm trying really hard to drink this champagne or beer, and I want to go home, and it's 11 o'clock right now. Hmm. And so I was like, you know what? Whatever. I'm just kind of over this right now. So I'll pick it back up in the summer. Yeah. That's kind of... That's what it was, too. Which, by the way, I'm at this... You know what I... You know what really just gets under my skin? What grabs about your as gears, much, Victor? If this gets under as under my skin as much as, like, teenagers get under your skin. Okay. Um, I was at this New Year's party, and right after... I'm just waiting for it to be midnight so I can go home. And I'm like, okay, guys, you know, I think I'm going to go home. And everyone's, of course, no, stay, no. Uh. And I'm like, fuck. I just want to go home. When people don't listen to you or take yeah. you seriously. I'm like, yeah, no, I'm going to go. I'm yeah. like, okay, I'll stay for like 10 or 15 minutes. And so I stick around. I'm like, all right, guys, I'm going to go now. Oh, no, come on. And people are, like, grabbing my arm to drag me to the living room. I'm like, oh, let's do some shots. Fucking hate that. Uh, which, side tangent, 
Like, shots are completely overrated. The only time I, I would ever do them is with my fraternity brothers. Yeah. That's really the only time. Other times, sometimes what happens is when people hand me a shot at a bar. I'm like, no, I'm good. They give me this look like, no, take the shot. God damn it. So then I'll take it, and when no one's looking, I'll, like, set it on the table or, like, pour it in an empty glass and I'll, or, like, pretend to throw it back and yeah. spit it into a cup. Because I'm just like, wow, I'm not... intricate. Because I'm just like, I'm not trying to, like, get through the roof drunk. I just mm-hmm. need a few drinks, hang out. Like I said, reach cruising altitude. Uh, anyway, so I feel back like, to the party. Yeah, go back to the party. So back to the party. I try to leave, like, three or four times. And um, I told Neil, I was like, dude, I'm... I told him, like, dude, I am leaving. So are you good? You can come with me or take an oop or whatever. He's like, no, I'm good, I'm good, I'm good. Eventually what happened was I sit down. I realize nobody's paying attention to me. So I just straight up do an O-side slide also known as what people call an Irish goodbye, which I don't... Well, I just think that's a stupid phrase. So I just like O-side slide, which was introduced to me by Kyle Lynch, which is pretty much just leaving a party without saying goodbye to anybody. Mm. And I, I couldn't believe that I made it to the door, and part of me was like, don't look behind you. I look behind me anyway. Drew's talking to someone. Nobody saw me leave this party. It was perfect. Nobody's texting me or calling me until I'm about... 10 minutes away from home and people couldn't believe people were aghast that I had <laughs> left this place yeah. I like, tried leaving several occasions and I told people I am leaving this party <laughs> no stay fuck you guys I'm out of here oh I wanted to sleep and people were like oh take a nap and wake up later oh you can spend the night here there's nobody listening to me yeah. I am leaving I am waking up in my own house I'm out of here I feel like now, though, that we've gotten to this certain age, that doesn't really happen anymore, because most people, I feel like we're getting to that age where it, there's a mutual understanding that we end the night, sort of, Yeah, maybe when, when things like, wind down. Yeah. But, I don't know, man. I don't know, do you still experience the chaos of your late teens, early 20s? No, I mean, the only time that I'm really ready to go balls to the walls is, again, with my college friends. Yeah, and why I choose totally. why I choose them over anybody else is because I never see them now because mm-hmm. half of them are married and children and I really only see them maybe once a year, and it just like brings back old times back yeah, at the totally. fraternity. And I mean, you know? you're still single too, so yeah. There's that. There's that. Really. So that's why I think that has a lot. When you're not responsible to another human being, you can do whatever the hell you want to your body. Yeah, I still like being responsible to a certain degree and waking up early and working out and, like, not... Oh, nothing beats waking up early, yeah. Oh, dude, I woke up the other day at, like, 4, four o'clock in the morning. For so- I just woke up on Sunday. I just woke up early. And I was at the gym by 4.30. Oh, my goodness. I, dude, I felt like a monster. I pulled into the parking lot. There's, like, three cars there. Yeah. I walk in, and there's uh, the... Um, some guy on his laptop, the employee, and then there's, like, some people on the Stairmaster and me. And it was amazing. But one thing that I just was like, what? Is when I walk in, there's, like, the weights all over the floor. Like, the plates. Oh. And it's 4.30 in the morning. Yeah. And I imagine sometime between... it The night, my, the night before was Saturday. Mm-hmm. So this... Um, you had to have at least, like, six hours of time where no one's at the gym... No employees walking around picking this shit up. Seriously. And who left all these weights here is yeah. what I want to know. Yeah. Anyway, 
I did legs. I had a great day. It felt awesome being there before the sun was completely up. Goodness. And wow. I left it better than I found it. In between my sets, I went around and picked up those weights and put them back. And you're such a good person. Yeah. I can't I can't stand that. I've always admired that about you. Yeah. I mean, you're well in in the sense too, like you would always you would always be the one who was down to give a person a ride, even if you didn't want to. Yeah. I'm thinking of one person in particular. Dude, I'm still so <laughs> thankful. I was like, crap. I'm still so thankful that you called back. I'm like, dude, no, you're not doing that. Go home. Inter- yes. Intervening in your... Yes. Uh, yeah. <laughs> oh, you're, you're just too nice sometimes. I know. You uh, do. I, I do worry that people might take advantage of you. No, like that's how no, that's no. how nice you are. Is that I want? I, I mean, enjoy. Can we talk? Can we talk about this? Yeah. You getting you getting swindled? Oh yeah, yeah yeah for sure. I mean you got you got con man. Like and it was a pretty freaking simple con. And I, I that's know. what I worry about. I mean it's it's like you trust people. You trust people's intentions. And uh, so the story was, I don't know, do you Neil, want to, you real want to quick, tell the story? Real quick, let okay. me say, Neil would, I remember saying, like, Victor, you always give people the benefit of the doubt. Fuck, not anymore. Yeah. That Has was, that jaded your experience? Uh, absolutely. Or, okay. I've... Okay, well, tell, let's because, tell the story first, and then we'll reflect on yeah, it. Yeah, because real quick... Okay, yeah. Um, so the story was... So this is going back to 2015. Yeah. I'm out of the country because winter fucking blows, and I left the U.S. because I didn't want to be here for winter. So January, February, March, I'm in South America and Mexico, and I, um, I was, I had this revelation, if you really want to call it that, where I was like, you know what, I am going to be out of here in a year. Like, I'm moving, moving to L.A. for sure. Mm-hmm. I'm going to work really hard, I'm going to... I'm going to save up money. I'm just going to drive out there and go. Yeah. And so I come back at the end of March, early April. I'm working like 65 hours a week between the Park District and Naperville Park District and Reserve 22 uh, as a waiter. And I worked at the restaurant for like six months, like just for the summer, April through like October pretty much. Um, And I saved up a bunch of money. And then... I went to California to visit Kyle Lynch in November, mm. and that was like my first time out in L.A. I always knew that's I when your infatuation with L.A. You came back just in love. Yeah, with LA. because I always say, tell people that when I drove my rental car off the lot, I immediately felt like I was at I like I was home. Home. Yeah, I've been to California. I've been to Anaheim and San Diego. I'd never really been in L.A., but I knew like I had to. I was drawn there. Anyway, I'm there for like a week. I come back, and I'm just like, I got to go there now. And it's, doing stuff on the computer is so depressing and just so draining. Like, Oh, so. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Absolutely. Um, and I didn't have anybody there that I could just like live with or like stay with someone until like finding a place. And it's such a pain in the ass doing that type of stuff. Even when if you're in Chicago just trying to move to another apartment. It's like, it's a huge ordeal. Yeah. Um, anyway, uh, I'm like, whatever. I mean, it's Thanksgiving, almost Thanksgiving and almost Christmas. So then like January rolls around and I'm trying real hard to just drive out there. 
I should have just just drove out there, but maybe that didn't happen for some reason that the universe has not yet explained to me. Um, and so I found a place, and I I'm not upset about it because I didn't know any better. I didn't know any better. Mm-hmm. And uh, anyway, I found this place on Craigslist of all places. It's got to be Craigslist, like the most shady place to buy shit. <laughs> Um, and it ended up being a scam and I lost like a fair chunk of money and then I was stuck I was stuck here and oh I had gone back to LA that January for like four or five days too at the end of January because that was when I went to go I went to the Lupe Fiasco show oh yeah that was when the Lupe Fiasco show was and I saw Billy and I I was backstage taking photos and everything Um, that was at the launch the VNR yeah. Wow. Uh, straight up, yeah. Oh, my goodness. So now we're in 2016. Uh, and then anyway, find out it's a scam, which is weird because I look back, I Googled um, the information that this guy gave me and everything I checked out. Looking back, having being scammed, there were, there were a few red flags, but I analyzing everything is... My my emotions were leading my actions, like just being excited and mm-hmm. like wanting to go out there and like finally find after go looking finding a place in my price range in yeah. the area that I want to be and all this other stuff. So looking back, emotions had led my actions, um, and then that fucking sucked. <laughs> um, but anyway, any, everything happens for a reason. But as a result, I end up sticking around and then. Adopted uh, Cheerio, English Bulldog, Little Buddy, and, like, just other things happened, which... I'm Anyway, I made peace with it, like, a few days later. I was mm. at peace pretty quick. Really? Yeah. I was wow. pretty fucking pissed. I was gonna say, um, that's some intense processing right I was, there. like, at peace, and then I was pissed again, but after, I was probably fully at peace within, like, a week. I was like, well, it's gone, like... I guess yeah. I just have to deal with it. Um, and then that brings us to what you were saying. Oh, trusting of people and yeah. with the flow. Um, yeah. But yeah, not anymore. I'm fucking on edge. And I'm got, I mean, that was, here's the way I look at it. That was an experience that cost an X amount of dollars that I had paid in order to prevent an experience in the future that could have been catastrophic. Yeah. You know yeah, what I'm saying? I, oh, I know exactly what you're it's saying. It's just money. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Or who knows? Maybe I would have dr- drove out there and got hit by a drunk driver. Or who know? Like, you don't know why things happen. And that's, yeah. And honestly, that's kind of how I've made my peace with my own situation. Yeah. That really, I, if I had not had the epic collapse that I'd had at the time, it would have happened probably so much worse. If I had a family in my life collapse yeah. like it did, I mean, thank God that the the damage, I mean, it's horrible, the damage that I caused. I was thinking about this the other day, just the ripple effect of, yeah. like, God knows how many people. Um, and if, it, if I had been just more, you know, more further in my life, that would have been so much worse. So I'm glad that... I mean, I'm glad that I had to deal with my demons early on. 
Yeah. You know, a lot of people, a lot of people told me throughout this process, well, lucky that you're, that you're young, you know, you have a chance to, to, you know, make amends and, and repair everything, but I'm starting to understand what that actually means now. Like, thank God um, we're still young. I, looking back on everything, not just that, but like in general, like, Going to Glenbard West, and then how it is that I ended up per- at Purdue, and then how I ended up at my fraternity, and like stuff. I, I'm, as, I'm a firm believer that there, obviously, there is a well, not obviously. Some people are just ignorant and think everything is done by chance. Um, that there is a predetermined path that we walk on this earth. Yeah, I've heard, I've heard that theory. That 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 we we have free choice to a certain degree in regards do I want coca cola or sprite do you know do I want an suv or a coupe or whatever but the events that occur in our life both good and bad in my belief were chosen by our selves in the form of a spirit for our earthly self to experience. Does that make sense? Go on. I think I think I'm getting what you're saying, but if you just expound. So for example, like a movie, like when you yeah. go to a movie, for yeah. example. Yeah. I love an- I love like, anecdotes. Okay. I'm going to go to a movie. I'm in the mood for action. I want to see shit happening left and right, explosions, bullets. Like I'm in the mood for action. Okay. Or go to a movie, I'm in the mood for a thriller. I'm in the mood for horror. I'm in the mood... I want to experience comedy. So you have our... Our spirit or the force of life or whatever this... Non-material thing is out in the ether in the universe... Saying to itself, like, you know what? On Earth, when I take this earthly form... This is the type of life I wish to experience from birth until quote unquote death, hmm. which is just the transition from physical to non physical. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? That's yeah. what that's okay. it, does that make sense? Yeah. And I mean it's it's cer- certain certain element of predestination going on there, but I, I mean, do you think that then and is that part of the reason why you're so chill, I guess? Because in your head, it's sort of what is, is. You know, it's going to um, be... It doesn't really matter because we're going to end up on the right path where no matter what happens anyway. I think... I don't know why I'm so chill. I think it's just because I don't... I don't know why I'm so chill. Well, I think, I, I think from the sound of it, you just have a sense of peace with the universe. Yeah. That... You're you're firm in your belief that I, I guess everything's okay. I think that, it's that because that we had like talked about. Last I think week. it's because I take joy in all the little things, and I'm not going to get worked up out of the things that society says is important. Yeah, I mean, for for me, I look at I look at the experiences as I think I've come to understand in the context of what we're talking about as the, the we have a choice to act. I mean, really, the choices are like we're faced with so many choices, and we have the the we we are if we are intentionally living, then we're always looking to make sort of the right choice. 
and when we do that, things sort of fall into place, right? So there's there's the correct path. There's there's like the rocky path, and then there's the smooth, you know, escalator path up the mountain. And we have the choice of which one we want to go down. I mean, they're both going to like path, get us the escalator. The, same. the rocky path is are is the path that will of indifference that will create personal growth. I think it's nece- I think it's necessary to walk the rocky path yes, yes, so that yes. you you are able to appreciate that for what it is. Because like I look at it, my whole life I've been riding the escalator more mm-hmm. or less. I didn't know what the rocky path looked like. After experiencing what the rocky path looks like, comparing it to the elevator path, I'm like, okay, you know, I have a better sense of, you know, I'm still on the rocky path. So I, I, I wrestle with that because I, I love the elevator. Yeah. I, I love the life of the elevator path. And finding myself still on the rocky path, I say, okay, well, you know, I got, I, I didn't just happen on the first path. And I didn't just happen on the rocky path, you know. I did certain things that got me to those places. And for me, it just confirmed the fact that actions have consequences. The way that you live your life has consequences. The present moment is the summation of all of your life's choices. Yeah. But yeah, I don't think like... I mean, I'm not going to say like... Like your situations or my situations. Like that is concrete. This will happen. I think like... Yeah, there are no. there are for example th- whatever path you take like you have options of, as to different ways that you're going to go and depending if you end up going this route you know you know one two and three are going to be is going to be your obstacle mm. if you go this way four five six might be your obstacle this way seven eight nine and you can go in these different directions yeah but ultimately well and I if can... you do if you strive to do whatever it is that you are intended to do you'll end up where you need to be however um i mean there's people that don't amount to anything at all or yeah and so here's what i would say to that is that there's no absolutes you can't guarantee that like if you live a right a righteous life there's no guarantee that you're going to be rewarded for that in the ways that you expect right but the chances of that happening increase infinitely there is so much more of a chance of good things happening to you if you're living a righteous life than or maybe not just living a righteous life. Well, I should say that I, I, I don't say that in a religious sense. I just, up, I just mean yeah. making the right decisions. Well, you'll constantly. end up you'll end up where you need to be regardless of the choices you make in the context that you are striving towards your passion, whatever that may be. Well, at the same time keeping in mind the relationship that we have with one another and with, you know, everything, really. Our, our uh, We are relational beings, and that's that's always got to be at the core of, like, any moral assessment that we have. Like, what is our relationship with other people? For me, that's, that's a core principle of morality. You can't have morality without other people. Morality is determined by the interaction that we have with one another. Like, if there's no other people, you can do whatever you want, and it doesn't matter, because it's just you. Like, more, that's, that's not a moral choice, then. Wait, how, wait, how do we start talking about morality? What did I just say a second ago? <laughs> you, my brain right now, uh, 
just became one of those like crazy straws with loops all over the. Place. Oh yeah, we sort, of, we, we sort of wound through the forest. Well, we were we were talking, I, I guess, about the. I don't even remember what I said, Ted. Like just a second before. Yeah, you it's talking. it's sort of been stream of thought. <laughs> It'll be interesting once we go back and listen to this. I know where how like, how we ended up we coming about? down this path. Um, it doesn't really matter. That's you know, right. We don't need to backtrack. Uh, so I was listening today to Nerdist again, and <laughs> I was, was listening to the there. second the t- like the title is Tom Hanks Returns. Mm. Oh my! Have you listened to the Tom Hanks interview? Oh man, dude, it's really Maybe. funny. It's really really funny. I think I have one of them anyway. I don't know which one. Just like yeah. you said, like everything is like in one ear, out the next. I, I can't really recall things in detail, but I just remember laughing the whole time and thinking to myself, like, "This is one of the best interview. episodes I've listened to." Yeah. No, I've been consumed with uh, politics podcasts re- recently. With all the what's the update? Well, the to- I rely on you for my news. That's a, that's that's a dangerous prospect, my friend. Why? You're the one who says, I take things that I agree with, I take things that I disagree with, and then I come to an analytical conclusion. And I try to, but that doesn't always mean I succeed. I could say things that are factually incorrect. I'm not necessarily the newspaper that I'm pulling my information from, so I'm not as... I'm not as infallible, but I do. I do have a general sense of what's going on. You're not. You may not be always factually the details, correct, but me, you are always correct. The detail. The details aren't as important as the overarching like concept of what's going on. So, so what's I happening like, these days? Well, I to, saw on Jerry News on Instagram <laughs> that the Supreme Jerry Court temp- like has like a temporary, uh, a temporary order on the travel ban that they're coming back to in October. Uh, they halted all the Supreme, or all the lower court rulings against the travel ban. So okay. the tra- travel ban, in part, has been readmitted. If you basically the exception is if you have people who you know in other countries or back here, if you have a reason to be traveling, basically, then there's not going to be a restriction on you. But if you're just visiting because you want to visit, then that's when there's a. I guess you can't. You have to you have to know someone. Got like it. there has to be a reason okay. for you to travel, like business or something like that. Um, the other thing was the healthcare bill. As they're trying to vote on it before the end of this week, that'll be interesting to see what happens. Uh, it's the it's basically the latest version of the repeal of Obamacare, which essentially is more or less what the House bill was, which is lots of tax tax cuts for the wealthy, or, as they would like to say, returning tax brackets to what they were prior to Obamacare. But basically, it's another tax break for the highest earners in the country. And then it's paid for by cutting Medicare and Medicaid. Got it. So, right now, it's looking close, man. I have no idea what's going to happen, but... I don't know. Keep me up to speed. Yeah, and I mean, the hard part is, like, is this really going to impact us? I would love... I think I told you this one time before. I would love to see the uh, term of a president be 12 or 16 years. Like, or, like, so that, like... back to FDR. So that, like... (laughs) Because obviously, like you said, I think we learned in high school, like it takes at least a year or maybe two to just learn what your job is as a president. Yeah. 
and then you have two or three years, and then you have maybe two years to do anything, and then you have a year where you need to try and be president, but also prepare for a re-election. Yeah. And then you go through that whole stress and all that, and then finally you have four more years, let's say, if you mm-hmm. get re-elected. You can do your thing, do your thing. Um, but then it's like, but then you have... The lame, the lame duck. Yeah, term, the lame duck. So it's like, like a year and a half. How much momentum is really generated, and when very, ge- very and little. if momentum gets generated, how much time is allowed for whatever plans you develop to kind of unfold and breathe? Yeah, and that's that. That would be the biggest argument for no term limits of a president is that you have so much institutional knowledge that you just start to build up at the end of eight years that you can... Yes. That basically, in order for you to be able to to implement these ideas that you campaigned on originally, you need a long time to be able to set it up. Of course, the argument against that is it prevents an authoritarian regime. Yeah, but I was thinking, like, if you Which could do, like... like kind how, of how And I... Someone listening might be like, well... Well, Victor, you're a fucking idiot because of this, this, this. I don't. I, all I'm thinking, I'm just trying to be creative in ways. Yeah, and you're not, you're not a poli sci guy. So. Where like, if you get a, you have four years, you get reelected, yeah. right? And then instead of having another four years, say you have like eight years or something or mm-hmm. six, and then if you get reelected again, you can have another eight or just something that would let you span <laughs> your presidency if you're doing a good job. Just say sixteen or twenty years, not something permanent, but just something that would allow. Yeah. People are like I know people. People would be thinking, but I would say, "Fuck you!" Like I'm just. I like to. I like. I like to think out of think the box. Outside and, of the box. Think out of the box and think of things that would just kind of tilt your head and like ponder. I think what we need is a re-education of the fact that we have local government. People need to get involved locally. Yeah. I think that's really what it comes down to. Agreed. I mean, I, I I'm I'm amused by all the national politics, but for me, it's entertainment. I'm not. I'm not super invested morally in this. I like to be aware of what's going on because it I think is important. This country has, I think, don't we have like the lowest um, voter participation? One of the lower, one, one of the lowest. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, it's awful. And part of it is because it's not a federal holiday. Election day oh, should be. Really? The, there's a big argument for having election day as a federal holiday. It give would, people something more to give. It would be talked about more. Part of the reason why a lot of people don't vote is because they're at work. They don't. They don't want to wait in line after they get done with work, a long day at work. Yeah. I mean, but if you had everything closed for election day, I mean, it's not in the best interest of the government for every individual to express their opinion or vote. I'd say, look at where we're at right now. I man. know it couldn't get much worse. I mean, why not? Why not just try and get everyone? Upper echelons stay in power did by you, stepping on the backs of the people. Did you know Donald Trump was elected with only seventeen percent of the country's support vote? I did not know that. Seventeen percent elected him president. What was Hillary? Like eighteen percent. What was uh, the other? And the other. What were the other ones? Do they even like after after um, after you get your electoral votes? Because mm-hmm. I remember one election 
it's like if you're in California or Alaska and the president's elected, it's like, well, fuck, I voted and like my vote doesn't even count because yes. it's Alaska and it's yeah. three electoral votes or whatever it is. Do they continue counting them just for like statistics? Yes. Okay. They all they every count every vote is always counted. Okay. That's like the system of democracy, um, and we have we have pretty accurate voting records going back as far as elections have gone on. So have they have they had it before? Where like, well, I guess you can't because what is it? What's the two seventy two or something like that? What's the what do you have to get to the electoral? Yes, two seventy two. Very good. Yeah. <laughs> no, actually, it's 270. 270, okay. I'm sorry, it's 270. That was 272. I, I, whatever. Yeah, no, I, I retract my statement. I know. It, uh, it was that two at the end that threw me. I'm like, I, I was thinking was of 538, like my, 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 my politics podcast that I listened to. But anyway. Yes. Politics. I would like to see a president with a, with facial hair. There has not been a president Ooh, with facial hair. I, I know that's also been the for thing. a long time. Yeah, not not in our modern era. But beards are making a comeback. I think that you're going to see. And five thirty eight actually had an article about that beards in, in the presidency. Really? Yeah, and how it goes with the social trends at the time. For the past couple of generations, oh, yeah. we've been relatively beardless post industrial yeah. age. And it seems like beards are starting to make a trend back. So you're we probably going to see. Back, we need to bring back three-piece suits, beards, which are beards are going to be the spearhead of bringing back three-piece suits, pocket watches, monocles, and top hats, top hats, and suspenders. Oh my goodness, suspenders! That could totally make a resurgence. And hopefully, days. with all of that put together. People are more cordial and polite in public, and it'd be like... Dress the part, man! It would be in the 21st century, walking around like it's the, you know, 1800s or something like that. A little sophistication wouldn't hurt. A little sophistication wouldn't hurt our culture. A little sophistication. It's so crazy how, like, between now and, say, 200 years ago, right? It's Mm. so different. It's so different. But it's, if you break it down, it's just the development of moment by moment by moment by moment, hour by hour, day by day, week by week, month by, by month, year by year. And all of a sudden, it's a complete 180. Interesting. That's only what we can hope for. I think that's time. Dude, it's been a blast, as always. Yeah. Well, I don't have a sign-off for this one. Great sign-off. Um, <laughs> just call it, man. It's been a good one. We'll catch you next time. Catch you next. Catch you on the flip side. <laughs>